Welcome to another episode of the CDW Life Nuggets Podcast with Pastor Cher B. Winkley, where the Word of God is the foundational truth that we believe and live. It's life for our spiritual and practical application. Tune in, hear the Word, and prepare to be empowered to manifest and maximize life. And now, a message from Pastor Cher D. Winkley. Hello there, and thank you so much for joining CDW Life Nuggets podcast. I am extremely grateful that you are faithful listeners and partners uh, with the podcast. I thank you for taking the time to listen. I know that you are blessed with every single podcast that you tune into, with every guest that we have on and every one that you click on. Thank you so much also for sharing uh, the podcasting with the folks that you are connected with. And uh, I appreciate you again for tuning in. I know that you're going to be blessed by today's podcast. I am extremely grateful uh, for the time that this man of God is taking to share with all of you that are listening. And before we get started, what I want you to do is share this podcast with everybody that you're connected with, all of your pastor friends, everyone that you are connected with in your churches and your communities. Take the time right now before we begin to share the podcast so that others are blessed uh, just the same as you are going to be blessed. Uh, today we have Pastor Lavelle Butler, who's the pastor of uh, New Love Restoration Church, and he has been uh, ministering for a while. He'll tell us here shortly, been pastoring for a while, and he's such a voice, uh, not only in the kingdom, but across this nation, and uh, such a powerful man of God. You can go to his Facebook page. We'll get that information later on. But he is a great man of God and a mouthpiece of God in this time, in this earth, in our kingdom, and I think it's necessary for us to hear uh, from mouthpieces that God has chosen to pour into us during this pandemic. This week, we're talking about pastoring during a pandemic. And I think it's important for uh, you all as listeners to hear from pastors as they are um, going through the trenches of trying to accommodate, trying to make adjustments, uh, trying to continue and consistently minister to the sheep and to those that are a part of the body of Christ. And today we're going to be dealing with carrying the torch and what that responsibility looks like. And so I want to, uh, before we get started, I want to introduce Pastor Lavelle Butler, uh, who is my brother, a good friend, and a man of God that I honor. Pastor Butler, thank you so much for joining us. Listen, sis, thank you for having me on. I'm so excited to, um, to just be sharing with you. Um, our relationship goes back a little while. Um, your father and such a great legacy that you um, mm -hmm. carry and continue. And so I'm just glad to be on today, man. This is an absolutely amazing subject and uh, a very, very uh, unprecedented time. So we need to speak on these type of things. Right, right, right. Absolutely. Um, so for those of um, our listeners who may not know a little bit of history about you, how long have you been in ministry and been preaching? Okay, I've been preaching for 22 years this year. I've uh, been pastoring for 12 years, uh, but right. I've literally been raised in ministry my whole life. Uh, so I'm wow. 42 years old. So I, I was raised, I'm a fifth generation preacher. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so I uh, literally have been in ministry my whole entire life. Wow. Have Did you ever, I know that, you know, when we're dealing with an epidemic or a pandemic or something to this magnitude, mm -hmm. um, it, it sort of catches, you know, people off guard. But in ministry, did you ever think that we would, as a church or as a people, society, world, however you want to view it or term it, come to experience something like this did 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 the lord show that to you did you ever think that we would experience a moment like this in our time or no you know what um honestly share 
uh, I never thought that it would get to the place to where um, we couldn't have church as normal. We couldn't gather. Right. I never, I never thought it would get to the place where there was a limit to the people that we could have inside of our actual church buildings. Now, of course, we understand right. the Bible talks about the time uh, when people would want to hear the gospel and different things, and um, and we would preach these things. Um, mm-hmm. And I believe the Bible, of course, but I never thought in my time and generation that I would ever see um, what's going on right now. Yeah, I um, this is I've, I've chatted with a couple of pastor friends of mine just off the podcast that throughout this past month and a half, maybe two months that we've been going through this as as a country, right. as a world and just as a church and this is something that you can't really prepare for, that your only preparation is that of, of the spirit and, and kind yeah. of it's on the job training, if you will, um, because no Absolutely. one ever, no one ever anticipated this. So I, I want to get right into what we're going to talk okay. about, which is the responsibility of carrying the torch. And, okay. you know, when I think of pastoring uh, sheep and leading people in a time like this, number one, you have people who are afraid. Um, they're afraid for their lives. They're afraid spiritually. They don't know what's going on. What is God doing? Why can't we go to church? Some people bickering about why can't they go? Some people don't want to go. And there's such this chaos, you know, not only in the world, but in the church. How are you, you know, functioning? And I know you do it well. You use social media. For those of you that are on Facebook and on Instagram, Follow him, Lavelle Butler, uh, L-O-V-E-L-L-E. But you use social media and Facebook very well in terms of your Facebook lives and ministering to your people. But how are you faithfully making those adjustments? Were you already prepared in terms of meeting and and ministering to your sheep, or did you have to make any other new adjustments? Listen, that's an amazing question, Cher, for real. And I'm going to be completely honest with you right now and transparent as I can be with um, those that are listening right now. Um, When this happened, honestly, um, Pastor Cher, I didn't even really process it. Like, I literally had Mm -hmm. to jump right right into action. Now, although I do um, um, have a great presence on on Facebook um, Mm -hmm. and I do a lot of lives and uh, my people follow me on there, um, and I do it uh, on Sundays and Wednesdays. Um, it, it was never ever um, something that um, that was a permanent. It was just optional. So some Sundays I would do it, some Sundays I wouldn't do it. Um, mm-hmm. Some weeks I would get on live, some weeks I wouldn't get on live because it was always an option. Never ever anything um, that I thought that was absolutely necessary. But when mm-hmm. all this stuff happened or whatever. Um, I didn't have time to process it, Pastor. I jumped right into it because it was literally me trying to keep um, my people stable. Uh, I was trying to deal with um, um, the fear that just took over. Um, and I got to keep it real, the church as a whole, because right. although right. We, although we teach faith, a lot of people begin to operate in the spirit of fear. And so yeah. as a young pastor, with the young church. My church is just 12 years old and uh, mm-hmm. I pastor millennials. I, I pastor pretty much a stable group of every, every age group, but it was just so crazy. And I had people saying, pastor, but I still want to come to church. And at first when they did this, the limit was 250, then it was 50 mm-hmm. and then it got down to 10. And uh, then when it got to 10, uh, pastor shared, then I was 
I was um, forced to have to decide who could come to church, which was something that I yeah. never had to do. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? And so it was it was crazy yeah. because um, you had to be wise because you had to deal with those who were uh, dealing with um, medical medical issues. You had to you know say y'all stay at home, mm-hmm. and and then you had to screen people literally because uh, no one knew um, you know everything about this virus. Uh, so mm-hmm. I guess to answer your question, I was not prepared, but I was not going to allow the fact that I was not prepared to stop me from jumping into action. You understand what I'm saying? Because right. I feel like as right, a shepherd, right. that's what we have to do. Um, right. We can't make excuses. We have to make adjustments. And um, I think... That's so good. Um, yeah. I, I think, um, sis, um, the advantage that I had maybe over a few few guys is that I was already a presence on Facebook. I was already used to doing live. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, where others were, were opposed to that, I was already doing it. And so for me to just go on live and um, and preach and teach was something that I was already doing. And so I thank God mm-hmm. for uh, giving me the wherewithal to do that prior to this thing coming. That's so good. I want to repeat, uh, for those of you that are listening, what you just said that you have to, you can't make excuses. You have to make adjustments. And and mm-hmm. I think that, you know, when we experience something like, uh, because again, nobody was expecting this. Uh, this is different from a common cold allergies or even the flu. Nobody was expecting this and it has gripped the lives of people. Not only are people having to make adjustments where church is concerned, but there are a lot of financial adjustments. Um, adjustments where family members are concerned for the loss of those things. And so, you you know, you don't have moments to, um, I I think that a lot of times people look at pastors and shepherds and leaders and they put them on a pedestal and don't realize that there are emotional things that you have to work through, decisions that you have to make, burdens that you have to carry, and you don't have Mm -hmm. time to make excuses. You have a responsibility not only for yourself, but a responsibility for those that are following you and depending on you for their spiritual well-being. So I think it's so so important, you know, for those of you all that are listening that may not be in ministry and and again for the pastors that are and ministers that are listening in as well to know that just because a pastor or a leader continues on does not mean that he or she is insensitive to what is happening, but wow. you've got to propel you got to carry the torch. You, you can't make excuses. So you have to as he said, you have to make adjustments. Um, what is, in, in those adjustments that you've made, what are some of the things, you know, aside from being more consistent in terms of Sunday and Wednesday or your Bible study nights, the adjustments that you have had to make um, during this time, and how has your, your people, your church, how have they responded um, with those adjustments? Um, I've had to make um, a few um adjustments personally uh past year uh mentally i've had to make some adjustments and again like i said i want to keep this completely real because right, the right, right. leaders will understand um william arthur ward said the pessimists complain about the wind the optimist expects it to change but the realist adjusts the sales uh that's that's, that's one of good. my favorite quotes by william arthur ward um i've never been pessimistic i've always been optimistic but I've I've discovered in this whole thing that my expectations for things to change does not change them. 
Like I, I, I literally had to be a realist. I had to say, Lavelle, get mm-hmm. yourself together, get your mind together. This is a real thing. This is happening. Right. Uh, we don't know how long it's going to happen. So you got to make the adjustment. So the first adjustment that I had to make, I had to, uh, I had to accept the fact, Pastor Shea, that this was a real thing. Um, right. uh, I'm very spiritual. Uh, I'm, I have a lot of faith, but the Bible says faith without works is dead. So I had to get myself yeah. together uh, because I could not effectively minister to people uh, and teach them uh, how to transition if I myself uh, didn't make that transition first. So I told myself yeah. I needed to do this. I prayed, and then I literally just started reaching out to all of my members. Uh, I started calling them. I started. Um, I, I made a big group chat because every all of my members mm-hmm. are not on facebook but i had a, a mm-hmm. large portion of them that was there so i i um i made a um a core group um chat i talked to them every day i literally started going on live mm-hmm. to share every day um uh, and and it wasn't and it was not that i was uncomfortable with it but i could mm-hmm. in times past i could choose when i went on it was like okay i don't have to go on today right but i've literally been on facebook probably every day since this thing happened, because it's about connection, all right? Yeah. People need to, I was telling somebody the other day, I said, right now, people need to see the strength of their leadership, all right? Okay. They, they don't need to see, and, and we, uh, unfortunately, Pastor Shea, even though we are human, right now, we don't have time to to put our, um, our, our feelings on display in terms of mm-hmm. fear or uncertainty. Because people are following you now, all right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, I literally have put my game face on every day. Um, and because I did not process it um, from the beginning, um, I had, and I got to be honest with you, Pastor, see, I had breakdowns behind the scenes. So mm-hmm. I, had to, I, had, right. I had to tell myself, okay, Lavelle, get it together, get it together. And I heard the yeah. Lord say this, and I want to I want to encourage your pastor or someone that's listening to me right now. Please, I heard the Lord tell yeah. me this. The, the the Lord told me He said the strength that you show right now will build the church that you desire. And it it, it it got me because I heard Him say that. Yeah. And God says right now I don't want your foot to stumble. I need you to be strong. I need you to be yeah. steadfast, unmovable, always abounding. God says, Lavelle, you do work. And let me do the heavy lifting. And I'm going to be honest mm-hmm. with you, Pastor Sheer. When I started doing that in this last month, I've seen God do for me some things I've never seen him do for me when I had a church full of people. Just because I've wow, been faithful. Wow, wow. Just because wow, I made wow, the adjustment. Wow. You know, and I got to keep it real with you. I don't know anybody else's testimony. Uh, and I don't have anything to make up. Mm-hmm. Uh just for the sake of encouragement, I am watching God move financially. I'm watching God unify my church. I'm watching mm-hmm. God expand my reach as a preacher um, more now than I've seen right. 22 years of preaching. Wow. And you know, so, I think um, that... I... No, go ahead, go ahead. So, so I think, I I think go- to answer your question... Okay. Um, yeah, we, yeah, we we own it today. I think the answer to your question, I we, we I think I'm just excited to talk just, just to be talking to you about this. This is amazing. I think to answer your question, um, the adjustments that I made, um, more than anything, I had to make sure that my faith was intact, 
And then mm-hmm. mentally, I had to be um, strong enough uh, to push the culture forward of my church, uh, even in um, this time of uncertainty. That's good. What I was going to say, just on the heels of what you're saying, that it sounds like, you know, because sometimes when you're in the trenches or when you're in the valley or, you know, however you want to term it, when you're in the fire, et cetera, your perspective about um, it changing and your expectations sometimes we can relegate that to our present moment. You know, you think Mm -hmm. about all of these things that's going on and how am I going to, and and there are a lot of moving parts, I would venture to say, in terms of leading people, because you have to think about their spiritual well-being. You have to think about the the finances. You have to think about being there emotion or being emotionally present. There's just a Mm -hmm. lot of, um, for those of you that are listening, there are a lot of pieces to the puzzle, if you will, um, as it relates to pastoral leadership, it's not just preaching to make you feel good or correcting you when you're wrong and shouting you and you go home. Wow. There are a lot of wow. pieces to the puzzle that that are necessary for leaders. You know, I, I, I say this for all the time. I feel like a mouthpiece of God is mm-hmm. a priest and a prophet at the same time. You know, priests carry the burdens of the people, the sins of the people, and take those before God. And then that very same person turns around after after they've had intimacy with God and become a prophet speaking on behalf of God to the people. So for those of you that are listening, wow. the responsibility goes so much further than just preparing a message on Sunday morning to make you feel good. There are there are right. burdens that a pastor carry. And so listening to you talk when you talk about what God has done for you from a positive perspective, I think it's important to to change and be willing to change your perspective because we can't change what COVID is doing. We can't change. Who knows how long it's going to last, but changing your perspective and focusing on faith. And and that's how we should live according to the word of God. Focusing on your faith will allow God to open up doors and move on your behalf. So that it's not just his testimony, but your testimony too. Right, right. You know what? You know what, Pastor Sheer? The power is in the adjustment. That, that's that's we can Ooh, that's find good. that biblically. Where the power is, the power is not in. And, and I want to say this so that we can really get, get this. The power is not just in expectation. The power is in the adjustment. The Bible talks about how Jesus wow. uh, saw the disciples uh, out on the water, and they were fishing. Uh, they had taught all night, caught nothing. Jesus asked them, "Have you caught anything?" They said, "No, we mm-hmm. ain't caught nothing." And I paraphrase. Jesus then says. Well, take that net from the left side and put it on the right side. Watch this. If you understand this, Jesus never told them to change boats. He never told them to go down the stream. Ooh, that's good. He told yeah. them to take it from the left side of that boat that you're on and put it on mm-hmm. the right side of that same boat. Watch this. Now, they didn't argue with Jesus. They could have been. Peter could have said, Jesus, you are a carpenter by trade. I'm a fisherman by trade. You can't tell me this. But Peter did not argue with him. Peter mm-hmm. made the adjustment, and because he did, the Bible says when they put the net on the right side, uh, one version says the quantity was so large they couldn't haul it in. One version says that they caught uh, 153 fish. Basically, what mm-hmm. I'm saying is when they made the adjustment, they experienced immediate increase and in results of them being obedient. And I think right now... Oh, wow. Um, what God is challenging us to do as leaders and pastors uh, is to get out of our comfort zone, move outside of our logic, 
uh, into mm-hmm. a place of the unknown. God says the only way you're going to survive this, the only way you're going to move forward is by first obeying me, but then being willing to make the adjustment. And so I think um, for those that are listening, the power is in the adjustment. Oh, that is so good. That is so good. I I, I would encourage you guys. (laughs) Listen, we're all quarantined, so we're at home. I encourage you to get a notepad (laughs) and rewind what he just said and write that down. Listen, it's so good. We we don't have nowhere to go. We all at the house anyway. Might as well take notes. Yeah. (laughs) That is so good. That's so good. I already know. Like, I I already know. Like your preaching mind is crazy. I listen. I know your pedigree, so I know you can take what I just said and just like dissect it to the next level. But I, I hope I've you know I've been sitting ma- here writing notes. <laughs> man, <laughs> I've learned some major lessons, man. I uh, yeah, yeah. Because I've literally, I've literally had to ju- to adjust. I'm not, I'm not speaking as one hewn out the mountain. I'm one, I'm, I'm speaking as mm-hmm. one who's in the trenches with everybody else. And um and and yes, while it is we are missing our our people, uh, we we are missing corporate worship. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 in my city, a lot of churches have literally closed down, even though we are loud. Ten, I never, and this mm-hmm. is for real, share. I never stop having church. Like like I never stop. Like every, I be at wow. the church every day. Uh, I'm there every Sunday. I have ten to come mm-hmm. out, and I, I'm, I'm selecting different groups of my membership to come out. The ones that are healthy, the mm-hmm. ones, and then I'm not making it. Um, I'm not making them come. I'm, I'm making it an option. If you want to come, you can come. I'm checking with this group of ten. I'm checking with that group mm-hmm. of eight. I'm checking with that group of seven, um, because uh, I understand. While it is we are in transition, I also understand the power of God in the community, and there are some people. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're not going to be satisfied today. In fact, one of my members inboxed me and she was, she said this with all respect. She said, pastor, I appreciate Facebook church. She says, but I miss coming to church. Can I come yeah. to church tomorrow? Because some yeah. people, yeah. yeah, you know, they, they go with mm. the flow, but they still need that godly community. Right. You understand what I'm right. Saying? right. And so, right. and so as a leader, then we have to determine, okay, who can come, who can't come. I've never done this before in my life. As a matter of fact, none of us have ever had to deal with this in our mm-hmm. life. But of course, instead of me making excuses, I've had to make adjustments and so far so good. And um, so I'm managing, I went from macro back to micro managing. Right now, none of mm-hmm. us have mega churches. Right now, it's not about our, we're, none of us are itinerant. Right now, it's not about, right. Um, you know, how many people we preaching to in a building right now um, is where the rubber meets the road. Road, you really mm-hmm. gotta either you got it or you don't. And unfortunately, share um, there were some churches um, that don't make the adjustment that yeah. that uh, may not make it through this um, particular thing. Uh, and and that is not I'm not trying to cast a shadow on them, but the truth is just the truth. And so I think that it's necessary if we're going to continue to carry the torch, then we got to yeah. make the adjustment. Well, on you the heels of that, because 
you know, there are some people, just like you said, that, that won't make the adjustment. And, and it could be because they are fearful. It could be because of tradition. It could be because they don't really know how, et cetera. Right. What would you, if, if there is a plan, quote unquote, or some type of process to, to what would you share with a pastor who, you know, is, is feeling um, apprehensive about making that adjustment consistently. You know, it's exciting when you go on Facebook Live the first time and so on and so forth. But how, how what would you say to a pastor or to a leader who may be um, apprehensive about making that adjustment as to how they really need to build that godly community, even though their people are not around them? Right. Um, the, first, the first thing is acceptance. Um, you have to accept that this is, um, this is what it is now. And of course, because you love your people, then you need to do whatever is necessary to ensure that they're receiving a word, that they're hearing your voice. Um, let me say this real quick. Um, mm-hmm. Right now, um, as pastors, we find out um, who joined our ministry versus who joined our church. Because those Ooh, that joined so your ministry... Those that join your ministry, Pastor Share, will continue to follow your voice. But those that join your that's church good. will fall off because they can't come to the building. All right. So, so now wow. uh, I would say to every pastor, now your voice has got to count, and you got to make sure your voice gets in the houses um, of your congregants. You got to make sure that you make the adjustment. Um, that you do what's necessary mm-hmm. to keep them mm-hmm. to keep them fed. All right, watch this. The, the Bible uh, talks about the sheep and the shepherd. Now mm-hmm. I need every pastor to catch this. Uh, when the Bible talks about the sheep, the Bible describes the sheep um, in, in one version as dumb. D-U-M-B. Dumb does not mean devoid of intellect. Dumb means they don't have the ability to talk. All right, or to speak. So That's what good. God gives the shepherd is the voice. All right. So that the sheep can mm. hear. So the shepherd speaks for and to the sheep. But how can they hear if the shepherds is, the shepherds are quiet? Quiet. And I don't want any so pastors listening to me right now to to allow the feeling of inadequacy or the feeling that you can't do this consistently stop you from being a voice to the sheep. That's our job. So I think uh, mm-hmm. to answer your question, uh, Pastor Share. Um, we got to accept um, uh, this won't last always, but just like we prepare to go to our churches on Sunday and Wednesday to preach, we got to prepare to do that now uh, via these different yeah. platforms, period. You know, whether it be yeah. um, Facebook Live, Instagram, or um, via um, prayer call or whatever it may be, you got to find a way to get your voice to your people. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. My sheep and know my voice. <laughs> that's Man, so good. On, that's how you know. The Bible says that's how you know. That's how we live. We live right, by the word that the the Lord puts in His mouthpieces. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's how can how can we live? Faith cometh by hearing, yes. hearing by the word of God. How can we preach yes, except yes. He be sick? Yes. We need we need that voice, and it's important. That you are, you know, I, I said this the other day to a friend of mine, and I really believe this, and, and I'm sorry to every church hopper that's listening to this podcast, but this is a church hopper's dream. <laughs> because, 
you can go from one from one Facebook live right. to the next Facebook live to the next day and visit twelve churches in, in fifteen minutes. Yeah. But, yeah, but I, it's I, so I, important. I went to like five this past <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> I went to like five it's, churches this past Sunday before my service. Right, right. <laughs> It's so important, though, to make sure you stay in tune with your leader. Make sure you stay in tune with your pastor. Sit at the feet of the person who is responsible for your soul as a steward. It's important because the the word of the Lord that's for your life beyond this pandemic, before, during, and after, is connected to the person that God has placed you under. And it's important if if that man of God, if that shepherd, if that leader, if that woman of God is toiling before God to hear what is necessary for your soul, it's important that you stay connected with the person that God has placed over you. Not everybody has something good to say. You know, as he said, Mm -hmm. he listened to five. I listen to people all the time, but I am connected to my dad, who is my pastor. He's the one that is shepherding over my soul. So I want to encourage those of you that are listening that are not pastors, are not preachers, are not leaders, and you are a part of a church. Hear me when I say this. Listen to your shepherd. And hear, tune in to the voice of God, to the person that God has put over you. I want you, um, on the heels of that, uh, Pastor Bullock, to just encourage, because, you know, I I know that a lot of times, and and I keep saying this because it's so important for this week when we're talking about, you know, hearing from pastors, the responsibility of having to carry the torch. And sometimes when people don't understand the responsibility, they'll take that weight for granted and and will not be an encouragement and not be a support. And this is a time where you need to be faithful. You need to show forth what your pastor has poured into you. You need to be an encouragement and not a hindrance and not bring your petty problems to the pastor that you you would bring to him if you're in a sanctuary. So I, I want you to minister to those who are not leaders and pastors as to how they can help encourage their leader and pastor to carry the torch faithfully. Um, um, I think um, the the one of the biggest things that that they could do and people can do that are not you support show your pastor support. Um, yeah. Uh, time, talent, treasure. Like right now. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of you are having to be digital disciples. A digital disciple. What do you mean, Pastor Butler? Is a person um, that should still be connected even out of the presence of your leader. Like like some people only do things um, when you're in your pastor's presence, when he can see you. Mm -hmm. But you know, you got to understand that even during this, your pastor has never passed in a pandemic. Um, he or she is wow. trying to find their way. And right now, right. the best thing that a faithful member can do is to keep being responsible. Um, uh, your pastor has a major assignment right now. So, mm-hmm. so much so until let's let's not bring minor or trivial issues uh, to this man or woman while they're trying to... Um, traverse these murky waters of this pandemic. So I feel like I mm. like I tell my members all the time, if there's anything unless it unless it affects um your relationship with God or 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 it hinders you from being a part of the whole, just pray about it and then pray for your leader right now. Um yeah. right now we can't touch you like we used to touch you. But I need to yeah. bless somebody when I tell you 
that social distancing does not mean spiritual seclusion. And so if you're not spiritually but, secluded... Uh, Social distancing does not mean spiritual seclusion. All right. So I think sometimes people depend on our touch so much as the pastor until we're everything to them. No, e- even yeah. though you're distanced from us right now, does not mean that you got to be spiritually secluded from God. All right. And if That's God good. is leading and guiding you, then he will give you all the wherewithal, watch this, to remain faithful to him first and then be responsible um, and supportive to your church and your pastor. Um, So uh, right now is where our relationships with Christ are put on display. Um, Are you a fan of your pastor or are you a follower of Christ and follower of of your church? Um, so I just want to encourage anybody that's listening right now, um, hold on. We're not being arrogant. We're not being big-headed. We're just trying to get through this, and we're trying to pull yeah. you through as well. So I hope that helps somebody. Absolutely. I know it helps somebody. <laughs> I am confident <laughs> in that. Listen, I, I, I want to, uh, you know, again, for those of you, and, and I say this, you know, with a smile, but I mean this from the depth of my heart. I, I want you to take time to do two things. Number one, Share this podcast with with other um, lay members, with people who are in ministry, pastors, leaders, just as an encouragement, because you need to hear from people um, that are in the same situation, in the same boat, if you will, that are like minded and trying to carry the torch and the responsibility, the mantle, however you want to term it, um, that God has placed, because the bottom line is pastors and leaders have to maintain that stewardship whether the pandemic is here or not. And so you want to be able to share this to encourage other people to hear from people that God trusts and has chosen for himself. So I want you to share this. That's the first thing I want you to do. Second thing I'm encouraging you to do is to rewind this and listen to it again from the perspective of what can I do to to better support if you're not in ministry, if you're not a pastor, if you're not a leader, what can I do to better support, better encourage, better to uphold the arms of Moses as Aaron and the earth to make sure that throughout the pandemic that the church maintains victory. And if you are a pastor and a leader, you know, find, get encouragement for this. So I want to encourage you to rewind this, push, push pause, and however you need to do it, take notes, be prayerful, uh, because this man of God dropped some uh, life nuggets that I know that are um, that will enrich your life if you allow it to. And so, Pastor, I want to thank you so very much um, for Amen. taking your time out. Um, I appreciate Amen. you. I'm telling you for the stuff that you have shared with those of us that are listening, the word that you right. released, the encouragement, the instruction. Um, I, I thank God for uh, the word that is in your mouth and your spirit and in your heart. And I thank you for sharing that, taking the time to share that Amen. with our listeners and with our partners. I want to do this before we go off. Can you share your information, your website or social media handles, how people can get in contact with you? So if they'd like to. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, my, uh, on Facebook, um, you can just look me up at, uh, Lavelle Butler, L O V E L L E B U T L E R Lavelle Butler. And then on Instagram, it's Lavelle Butler official. All right. So Facebook, Lavelle Butler, Instagram, Lavelle mm-hmm. Butler official. And then um, you can also email me at pastor.b at me.com. That's pastor 
b at me.com. So that those are those are my social media things. That's so good. I want you all to connect with him. I promise you, he'll probably do a Facebook Live tonight. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so I, I want you. <laughs> I want you to, and, and I, I promise you, you'll be blessed. I want you to connect with with this man of God and support him. Be in prayer, not only for him but for your leader and every pastor yes. and leader that we're going to hear from this week. This is a major. Um, uh, an adjustment, a major experience that the church is going through, yeah. that leaders are having to make adjustments for, and, and, and it's a uh, a heavy weight. And so I want you to be prayerful for every pastor that we listen to, prayerful for this pastor, and prayerful for your pastor and pastors across uh, the world as they carry the torch that God has placed on their life and the mandate that they've placed to feed God's people what they need to live. So God bless you for listening. Thank you again, Pastor Butler. This has been another episode of PDW Life Nuggets. Um, I appreciate all of you for being a faithful listener and uh, being a faithful partner with our podcast. I want to encourage you again to share it and rewind it, take notes, allow it to marinate in your spirit and in your heart, and be on the lookout for our next podcast as we talk to pastors this week regarding pastoring during a pandemic. God bless you all, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for tuning in to the CDW Life Nuggets podcast. To get more information or if you want to hear a repeat broadcast, download the Share D Weekly Ministries mobile app on the App Store and also available on Google Play. Or you can visit shareweekly.org. May God bless you and heaven smile richly upon you. This has been another CDW Life Nuggets podcast. Until we meet again, remember to manifest and maximize life.